Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm Erica Allen. I'm one of the pastors here at Horizon Church. And I just want to ask you a question to start with this morning. Are you a person who is currently, right now, in the midst of struggling with the decision where you have an opportunity to settle for the immediate or keep faith in the ultimate? Maybe it's about a housing issue. Maybe it's about a work issue. Maybe it's about a family issue. Maybe it's about a friendship issue. Maybe it's about a community volunteer. Do you have some option in your life right now that you are in the middle of where you are having to decide, do I just settle for what's right in front of my face right now or do I keep faith in the ultimate? There's something more for me. What do I need to do? Anybody here struggling with that? Maybe, let me ask you this question, maybe someone in here can look back at, the, at their life, at the, the course of your life, and you see time after time after time again where you settled for something right in front of your face instead of keeping faith and holding on for the ultimate thing that would be best for you and for the people around you. Maybe you see that over and over and over again. There is hope. There is hope this morning for those of us who feel like we're in the middle of, of this struggle, of this wrestle with settling for what's right in front of our face, for settling for the immediate, or to hold on for the ultimate thing that God has for us and for our lives. There is hope for those of you who have a history of making decisions where you settled for the immediate instead of keeping ultimate faith. I read this week about this is a pattern of humanity so often Right? We live in this microwave generation, this Google generation. So often, us humans settle for what's right in front of our face, for the quick fix, instead of holding on for the ultimate. I stand up here as a church planter, and I'm telling you, there were a million opportunities over the past four years where we could have taken shortcuts, where we could have, have settled for something less than the authentic vision that God had given to our church. There were millions of opportunities for us to do that or to keep faith and hold on for the ultimate thing that God had for Horizon Church. There are people sitting in this room who know what it's like, who know exactly what it's like to hold on for this ultimate thing instead of making the immediate shortcut or decision in your life. This morning, I want you to hear this. God says to to people in the, in the Bible, God says to us, do not settle. Do not settle for the immediate. Keep faith in the ultimate. Do not settle for the immediate. Keep faith in the ultimate. Most of you know that Chris and I lived in Nashville for eight years before we moved here to Tampa four and a half years ago. Nashville is full of very talented museums. You could literally throw a dime and hit a musician who could be on the radio at any time. Like, I've never, ever in my life been around people who were so talented. Lawyers, doctors, plumbers, electricians. Everybody there can play a guitar better than anybody I've ever met in my life and can sing like angels. I'm telling you, the place is full. This city is full of people who are very musically talented. It's also a place of broken dreams, a place where people thought they'd be an aspiring musician, but who instead became or did something else. And I think for a long time, I thought that meant that they settled. 
that they didn't settle, that they didn't push through for their music career, but they settled for something less. They settled to become a lawyer or a doctor or a plumber or electrician. They settled for something instead of going after the music career. But there's a woman that I, ha I followed while I was in, I was in grad school at Vanderbilt um, at the, when, for part of the time we lived in Nashville. And there was a woman named Casey Musgraves. Has anybody heard this name before? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got some fans in the house of her, too. That's awesome. Um, so every year in Nashville, they have a week at the Ryman Auditorium. It's the mother church of country music. It's beautiful. The acoustics are magical. It is literally one of the best places I've ever been in my life. But it's literally like these pews that people sit in for concerts. And for one week of the year in February, those pews are full of radio producers and like music producers. So they, you know, have their khaki pants and their button-up shirt and these lanyards, and they all sit there and they listen to performer after performer after performer, trying to make it and get their hit on the radio. Most of these people stand up and sing with everything they have, give it everything they've got, and they don't even get an applause. They just get someone like taking, taking notes. Casey Musgraves in 2012 stands up on the stage of Ryman Auditorium. I'm just a few miles away at Vanderbilt University. She stands up on the stage at the Ryman Auditorium and she plays this song called Merry-Go-Round. She nails it, like knocks it out of the park. One person, one other person got a standing ovation that whole week and it was George Strait. Casey Musgraves was the other one. Like, if you're in the same, like, genre as George Strait and he's getting a standing ovation, I think I'd be pretty proud that everybody is standing up. She finishes this song and she gets a standing ovation by all these, like, really fancy, like, radio producers, right? And, I mean, this is a huge deal. It's a huge deal. Most women in country music do not make their debut single with a song like Merry-Go-Round. So Merry-Go-Round is not this nostalgic song about Sunday mornings at church and Friday night lights at the football stadium and like romanticizing the small town life. Most country women artists make songs that sort of glorify that, pump people up, get them excited. But Casey Musgrave's song Merry-Go-Round is not about that. Her song is about not settling for this broken merry-go-round, continuing to make these same decisions that get you in this cycle and this pattern of life where you just keep going around and around and around. It was a brave thing for her to sing that song in front of those music producers. After getting a standing ovation, she was pretty sure later that week when she was in a room with all the radio producers, she was going to get some offers for the song. Twelve music producers, twelve music producers came up to her and said, we want to sign you with our label, but we don't want your debut single to be merry-go-round. And she said, nope, nope, nope. Twelve times she said no. And finally, at time number 13, a music producer comes up to her and says, I want, you, I want to sign you with our label, but I want your first debut song to not be merry-go-round. And she said she finally had it, and she was like, I'm going to go up in flames with this song. Like, this is the song that I'm debuting, period. It's who I am. I feel it in my bones. The reason I could sing it the way I sing it is because it is my song. This is the song I'm singing. And he looks at her. An owner of a music production company in Nashville, Tennessee, looks at her and says, if you want to make it in country music, you're going to have to figure out how to settle once in a while. You're going to have to figure out how to settle once in a while. 
And she looked at him and she said, I'm not settling. I don't want to make it that bad. Questioning her music career and whether she could authentically be who she was, she turned down 13 music producers. That's unheard of because this is the song that she wanted to debut. She did not want to settle. Casey Musgraves held out for the offer that would make Mary go round. It's a song, if you've ever listened to country music on the radio, you've probably, in the last 10 years, I'm sorry, I'm old. Um, but if you've listened to, to any country music, you've probably heard Mary go round. If not, go home and listen to it. She didn't settle, and her debut single was Mary go round, changing the face of country music for women forever. They didn't just have to play happy, clappy songs in country music anymore. They could bring who they were to the table and sing a song about what they wanted to sing. Because she didn't settle, and she kept faith in the ultimate. She didn't just make the world different for her, more authentic for her. She opened the path for more people to experience the freedom of being completely and totally who they are in the music scene. God is ready for you. God is ready for you to stop settling for the immediate and to keep faith in the ultimate. Because it's not just about you being authentically who God created you to be. It is about you opening up the ways for other people to be completely and authentically who they are. If you will, turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. We're going to read them. Paul is a pastor who's worked for 30 years starting new churches. Jesus died and rose again. Paul lived this terrible life. He killed people. He did all kinds of terrible, evil, awful things. And one day, God comes into his life, like literally interrupts him on his way to go and do some pretty evil and terrible things and invites him to completely transform and change his life and to live in a new way. And from that moment forward, Paul stopped working for a... A, an oppressive and cruel government, and he started working for Jesus. He started working for hope and goodness. He started, started new churches where people ate around tables, and they started to really encourage each other to be the people God wanted them to be. He stopped settling for the money and the power and the prestige that was right in front of his face, and he started having ultimate faith in what God could do through Jesus. After 30 years of this, it landed him in and out of jail for 30 years. This man was in and out of jail. And from jail, about to die, Paul writes this last letter to his, his trusted mentee, Timothy. Closest friend. He calls him in the, in the letter, my dear son. He loves him like a child. And this is what the whole letter, the whole four chapters can be summed up in two words. Don't settle. Paul writes that to Timothy. It feels like that is what God is telling Paul to tell the people, to tell Timothy, do not settle. Do not settle. In chapter 2, we're going to look at um, some ways that you can stop settling for the immediate and keep faith in the ultimate, okay? God wants you. God wants you to not settle for the immediate and to keep faith in the ultimate. And this is how you can do it. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. Don't settle for people who aren't reliable. Endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. 
No one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officer. Similarly, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not receive the victor's crown unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I'm saying, Timothy, Paul says, for the Lord will give you insight into all of this. These words are true for us today. Reflect on these words that you've heard. God's going to give you insight in how to not settle for the immediate and to have faith in the ultimate. This is what he says. This is what Timothy, uh, Paul says to Timothy. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, right, the impossible, descended from David. This is my gospel. This is what I have ultimate faith in for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. They can chain me, but they can't chain God's word because the ultimate thing cannot, cannot be chained. That's what my ultimate faith is in. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Here is a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, if you endure what you're going through right now, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, even if you can't always keep faith in the ultimate, I want you to listen to this, he will remain faithful. Jesus will remain faithful for he cannot disown himself. He can't disown what he's done for us. Three things. If you're ready to not settle for the immediate and to keep faith in the ultimate, the first thing, the first thing that Paul says is to be focused like a soldier. Did y'all hear that? Don't go, the, the soldier, no one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Be focused like a soldier. Some of you have lost sight of the ultimate. Some of you have lost, lost sight of what it is God's asking you to do. Be focused like a soldier. I don't know who in here is following what's going on in, in Ukraine, but every single military person cannot believe that Ukraine has had even a fighting chance this last little bit. They can't believe it. And every single strategist says this is why. Because the Russian forces don't know why they're there. They're confused about why they're doing what they're doing, and they don't always know what they're doing. They're confused about why they're there. The Ukraine folks who have, who have gone above and beyond even the wildest expectation of every single military strategist, they are defending their home and what they know. They know why they're doing what they're doing. They know why they stand up, why they get up every single morning and work for the people around them and their community because they haven't lost sight of what it is they want to protect and uphold. What if you were focused like that for your family? What if you were focused like a soldier for your family? You know, you know what they said? One of the first things that happened was the Ukrainian economy tanked when this happened because people weren't going out and buying things that they didn't need. They were focused on how to create a strategy to be on the offense and defense in a, in a healthy and sustainable way. 
in a way that would, would cause them to win. They didn't have this linear, perfect path. They're doing all these roundabout ways to experience victories because they are focused not on accomplishing the plan the way that we had it written out, not on accomplishing the strategy the way we had it written out, but they are focused on the most important thing, protecting their home. What if you were focused like that about your family? While you're at work, what if you're focused like that about your work? While you're in your volunteer organization, what if you're focused on what is in front of you like a soldier is? Not, not dealing with all these distractions around you, but focused, focused like a soldier. What in your life are you settling for because you aren't focused like a soldier? Know, know what it is you want to protect and, and, and stand for. Have faith in that ultimate thing. Get, get really serious about it and be focused like a soldier. The second thing he said was be disciplined like an athlete. Did y'all hear that? Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown, does not win by accepting competing by Victor's crown, except by competing according to the rules. So when I reread this and I did some like Greek studying on it, it doesn't just mean by the rules, that's how it was translated, but it literally means they stick to a discipline. So be disciplined like an athlete. If you want to stop settling for the thing right in front of your face, be disciplined like an athlete. Know what it is you're headed after. I want to run a marathon. Therefore, every single morning at 545, this is what my run's going to look like. And some days... Athletes are really good about resting. Tom Brady, best quarterback ever in the history of the world, and I will argue with you if you say something different. I love Tom Brady. He is disciplined. He eats right, right? He will tell you he rests really well, and he trains absolutely at the top. He is disciplined. Be disciplined like that, because when you're disciplined like that, you don't start settling for the things right in front of your face. You are focused and disciplined on the ultimate in your life. Be disciplined like an athlete. So many times I think that we think that means you get up and you work hard, you fight hard every single day, but athletes also rest. They're really good about relaxing. If you want to know what causes us to settle, it's that we're tired and exhausted. Athletes know this will get you injured. Those of us in these seats, when we've been exhausted and operating way above our capacity, we know that that's when we start to settle for what's right in front of our face. Be disciplined. Rest. Pray. Read God's word. Be disciplined like an athlete. And then when it's time to give 110%, you're ready for that because you've been disciplined like an athlete. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Does anyone know what a hardworking farmer is really good at? They're really good at patience. Be patient like a farmer. Be patient like a farmer. They plant seeds in the ground and they have to wait five days, seven days, 11 days for these seeds to sprout. They don't get to settle for the bright, beautiful tomato the next day. You have to wait months for this to happen. Be patient like a farmer. There are some of you who just want a quick fix 
right now. I'm there with you. There's been so many times in my life where something's painful or hard and I just want the pain to go away. There's something right in front of my face that's enticing and I just want that. And Paul tells Timothy, don't settle for the immediate. Be patient like a farmer. Wait. Wait for the ultimate. It's not something we're good at in this culture. We can have Easy Mac in 30 minutes, 30 seconds. Three minutes, 10, 10% of 30 minutes, right? <laughs> you can have Easy Mac like in the next few seconds. But God says be patient like a farmer. Wait for the, for the tomato. Wait for the carrot. Wait for the watermelon. Wait for the cantaloupe. It'll be worth it. Be patient like a farmer. These things, Timothy, Paul didn't tell Timothy so that he could live a better life and be happier. He told him these things because the second we stop looking at where our heart is and what it's focused on, the second that we stop paying attention to that, we start settling for the immediate. The person who embezzles money doesn't start by embezzling $5 billion. The first thing they do is take a couple dollars here or a couple dollars there. No one will miss it. And Paul says, you can settle for the immediate. It's easy to settle in those small things in your life. But they turn really big, really quick. Paul says, it matters what your heart's focused on. Because you don't start an affair going out looking to ruin your family. It starts with a conversation and not having good boundaries. It starts with not being disciplined and focused. Patient with your marriage at home. That's how... An affair starts. It doesn't start because you want to ruin your family. There are so many things in our world that the people in these seats need to settle, not settle for. Don't settle for the immediate thing right in your face, but have faith for the ultimate. Casey Musgrave changed the face of country music because she held on to the ultimate hope that things could be different. There were lots of Lots of days at lunch that Jana Walker, who goes to Monty Elementary School, a Title I school that has, that has lots of kids with social and emotional trauma issues. There were lots of Wednesdays that she showed up and her lunch buddy didn't want anything to do with her. She told her, I'm going to stand over here while you sit there and eat lunch. And Jana showed up every single week because she had faith in the ultimate thing that God could do through this relationship. She knew that every adult that stood up in her life had ran all, off from her. And Jana said, if I show up every single week and I have faith in the ultimate, something can be different. Jackie and Justin Pedratus lead our free grocery store at the Gandy Civic Center. They didn't have, they didn't have faith in this immediate fix of this one cereal box is going to fix it. But over and over and over again, if we continue to build relationships with these people, our church is going to know how to build the kingdom of God right here in Tampa, brick by brick. And we're going to lead the church and help them know how to do it. Because they had faith in the ultimate. Our small groups, Gretchen didn't start a women's small group. Margaret didn't host a, women's, a young women's small group because immediately they wanted things to be fixed in their lives. They kept showing up week after week after week, clinging to the truth of God's word to heal the women sitting in these groups. And they've had faith in the ultimate, and they've watched God do miracles in the lives of women. In this church, we don't settle for the immediate. We don't just baptize babies 
and hope they connect to the kids' ministry. No, we are going to cling to faith in the ultimate when the world whispers other purposes over our children's lives. When they go to kindergarten and they're told they have to do this or be this, we say, no, God has a purpose for you to shine light and ignite change, and we will do everything we can to say that. We do it every single Sunday right over there in that cafeteria. In this community, we will be known as people who do not settle for the immediate, but who keep faith in the ultimate. That God is restoring and doing something new. There are so many of us sitting here this morning, and I'm one of them. Before I read this this week, I was settling for so many things right in front of my face. And God said to me, quit settling for the immediate and have faith in the ultimate thing that I will do. Shine light and ignite change in this community. But the first thing we have to do, y'all, is let God shine light and ignite change in our hearts. Because you need to know this truth. God didn't settle for the immediate for you. He could have came in and been a king and run things uh, the, the same old way that we always do things, but God didn't settle for that. He showed a different way of ultimate love and sacrifice and how that wins ultimately over every single thing you could imagine. God doesn't settle for us. That's why we know not to settle for the immediate, but to have faith in the ultimate. That above death, and sin, above pain and shame, above everything we've done wrong or right in our life. God, God reigns. Have faith in the ultimate thing God is doing in your life and know that that opens up a world of possibility for people around you. Don't settle for the immediate. Keep faith in the ultimate. This morning, some of you in here have, have never made the, the choice, have never made the decision to, to right now quit having faith in the immediate things of our world. And I'm going to ask you this morning, quit. Quit settling for the immediate and have faith in the ultimate thing God wants to do in your life through Jesus Christ. Give your heart and your life to him this morning because he didn't settle for you. You were worth it to him this morning. You're going to have the opportunity to do that. Some of you have showed up to church for a really long time and you've just gone through the motions. You're even settling for whatever, whenever, whatever, right? No, God says, don't settle for the immediate. Keep faith in the ultimate. Be a part of building God's kingdom with Horizon Church. Make a promise right now. I'm going to be here in worship next Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. I'm not going to settle for the immediate thing that might come up next Sunday. I'm going to be here learning about the ultimate thing God has for me and for my life. Make the decision right now to quit settling for the immediate and keep faith, hold tightly to the ultimate thing God is doing in our lives and in our world. Will you pray with me? God, we thank you so much. We thank you so much for the ultimate good that you want to do in the lives of every single person here. We thank you, God, for every person that is here. Even if they're here this morning because they settled for the immediate thing right in front of their face, God, we pray that this morning you will transform all of our hearts, that we will begin, we will begin to have faith in the ultimate and stop settling for the immediate. I pray that over our church. I pray that over the people in these seats. And we pray that over our community, that we will be people who live out not settling and to keep faith in the ultimate things that you are doing in the world. Amen.